All right, here we go. Welcome back uh, to the Los Ponies podcast. We had fun recording the first one. Since then, we had, what was it, two baby races? Definitely, yeah. We had those first two. Mike Robbins took the Ooh, first two. Yeah. What did you think of those? Uh, I liked my first pick, Conquering Marie. Yeah. I thought uh, she leveled out pretty well. Uh, SC Coronada looked you know, just as good as we saw from the work. She just flew out of there, and it was over from the start. It's, I mean, it's, it's got to be in, uh, good things to come, I think, for the barn of Mike Robbins. I think this might be the first full year he really has a barn here uh, as far as babies go. Uh, we've seen him shipping a few runners over the last year, year and a half, I would say. He started making some noise for uh, Reliance Ranches, and it's nice to see uh, some babies here from that outfit on the grounds. And, they're two for two. Now, we're currently are recording this on Friday before the Friday's races, but we're going to talk about Saturday's program because it's a very good program. I really like it, but I can tell we are, we're looking at the track. Tractors are going on and getting the, the track ready to go. A strong tailwind, and it's been windy the last two days here, so we'll see if the wind stays throughout the night. It's looking like a 15-mile-an-hour tailwind Yeah, right this now. is good. You're, you're the expert at this, so. That, that's what you would call it right now? Yeah, I would say it's about 15. Right. It usually dies down yeah. after about the fifth race, yeah. towards the end of the night. When, you know, Once we can record it for the quarter horse races, because you obviously don't need it for the thoroughbreds, but it'll be always windy for those first uh, couple thoroughbreds, and then once we really need it, uh, then the wind completely dies down. Yeah, and what's what's the, the – is there any truth to this story? I, You know, we see it on, on times, and but is there any truth to this story of – the air getting a little bit heavier later in the night. Sometimes on trials, you see horses that look good. They look fast, but the time just doesn't match uh, what it should be. I, I think there's definitely a bias uh, when you draw those earlier trials and the races in the daytime. I think uh, with the sun being out, it definitely can help that moisture evaporate uh, a lot more quickly in the daytime. So uh, Going into those trials, you always want to draw the earlier ones. Uh, my dad, he always says that he wants to yeah. draw the first two yeah. trials or the last two trials. Okay, so that's good. That's good. Good effort to know. But two-year-old season is underway at Los Alamitos. Uh, hopefully, we we get some good entries later later down the road for, for the kindergarten to really kick off the, the futurity season. But it's a good card on Saturday. We got, um, we got a good program. I'm really loving the late pick four. I think it's terrific. I'm really looking forward to diving into the, to the entire card course we'll try to give you a few stronger opinions where we have them but yeah we've had some pretty big pick fours lately yeah. with uh, some short fields and uh, tomorrow night I mean it's it's as deep as it's been uh, in the past year I've seen yeah. so I, I can see the the late pick four getting into the 170s 180s yeah, I, I think so it's, it's been like we're only almost four months into the year but so far we've had three of the highest all-times early pick four pools three of the top five in 2018, in three months. So that tells you how strong the pick four pools have been. So, uh, and in the late pick four, we've had the the highest all time for the late pick four was set uh, back in, in February 11th of 166. So two of the top five late pick fours, late pick four pools all time uh, have been in the first few months of the year and three of the top five in the early pick four all time. So first three months have been good for the pick fours. And I think the late pick four, both pick fours on Saturday night, that's going to be are going to be strong. All right, let's take a look at the card here. We're going to go with uh, race one, four and a half thoroughbred uh, conditional claimers. Twenty five hundred dollars is the claiming price. Um, field of seven. Uh, I thought it was a a couple of question marks and a few horses. A few have been 
uh, nibbling the board and, and getting some pieces. I ultimately gave the check mark to the five Cali Mesa. First off the claim now for, for Louis Bravica and uh, finished her last time out, but with some trouble. Uh, I think getting, getting Kelly McDay, the apprentice allowance might be able to get this one early out of the gate, but that's who I gave the check mark to. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I thought the only two horses I was going to use here in the first race was the five and the three, both Bradvica horses. They pretty much finished on even terms there that last race, and uh, they were the ones exchanging bumps all the way down the backside and into the turn. Uh, the three had to angle out and, and kind of got the worst of it and really rallied nicely, outfinished Cali Mesa here, but you know maybe if Bradvica uh, can step this horse up a length or something, I mean, she could finish, outfinish, she's moving on here in the first. Yeah, that's that's why I think it is uh, is going to be uh, my top pick. The, you know, the six will probably be my second choice, share my way, or she's with Franco. Um, beat in favor last time out, but didn't get the best of trips. Gets off the rail tonight. I thought that I thought that one with the switching post might be better than luck. And that effort that went to starts back to break the maiden had to maneuver through some traffic and I uh, just got the job done. I think there's still some improvement there. So five and six is who I will lean to in here in race one. Yeah, I gave a look to the two horse uh, red, white and fast for Keith Craig mile. He's taking the blinkers off this one and he had a nice uh, maiden win kind of in command throughout. It was pretty easy. He had everything go his way. Yeah. Last race, he was just broke slow, and, and this horse was hard to handle all the way down the backside. So maybe turning the uh, taking the blinkers off here uh, can help him regain that speed. Uh, he's going to have to contend with She's Gone Western, yeah, who's coming out of those 870 races. So she, I think that one's definitely be on the front end. But if, uh, if there's any way She's Gone Western doesn't make it, red, white, and fast could be the speed here. Yeah, She's Gone Western there, dropping in class. First time up for a for a claiming tag actually in five career starts. So that's going to be the, the speed um, of the field, I think, but let's see if we can get away with, uh, I'm just going to try five and six here and race number one, race number two, uh, four and a half, uh, third rich conditional claimers, uh, $5,000 claiming price. So the upper levels here and a compact field of six. It's tough to see anyone other than the outside three runners win here. And the odds are going to reflect that, I think, on the board. I gave the the slight check mark to the to the local horse who really improved second time locally here at Los Alamitos. That'll be the four holy plan. Looked terrific, powered away, and just looked very strong down the lane, hosting a fifty to one and two uh, for Chuck Trees. They're back. Uh, they put him back uh, just slightly up slightly up above and level from four thousand to five thousand. This could be the race where either use all three, four, five, and six, or just take a stand and try to get out with a single uh, and narrow then as far as a pick board goes, because I just can't see anyone other than those three winning this race. Yeah, I gave the check mark to the six horse uh, because I thought Holy Plan stalked the, the leader last time, but that horse was really green, was lugging out yeah. all the way on the backside and then lugged out on the turn. So he kind of inherited the lead and it looked a little better than I, I think the race indicates, but you know, he he powered away there, like you said. The six horses coming out of Santa Anita races at, at farther. He's been tiring in those, but, you know, drops into the much easier spot here. And uh, I think he's got more speed than Holy Plan, so that's why I'm counting on him to clear. Yeah, that, you know, four, four, six, five is my top three in order of preference. So I definitely think it's between who gets the lead. You know, the four might, might be a little more comfortable here under the lights, uh, but the six has been facing tougher. So, yeah, I, I don't think... 
I can make any long shot cases for anyone other than the five who finished second last time out as, as a favorite there. So I'll go with the four. You go with the six. Yeah. And let's see if we can get out of that event with those runners. And race number three, um, four and a half conditional claimers, 3,200 is the claiming price. Field of six, your morning line favorite is going to be the four fantasy terrace uh, for John Cooper. Uh, looked strong there last time out, 51 and one, uh, showed speed to control and uh, went throughout there to to beat a, a consistent runner in Cinco de Mario, who's more of more of a kind of off the pace kind of kind of yeah. horse that that needs a, the the pace to melt down. And Fancy Terrace did not come back to the field, went strong, uh, and I think that one's going to be tough right back. So Fancy Terrace for me here in race three. Yeah, I was counting on Fast Lane Larry maybe to put some pressure mm -hmm. on, on Fancy Terrace. But the truth is, I didn't really like any of these horses in <laughs> yeah. this race. I mean, looking at them, none of them really look like they want to win. Uh, I went with the one horse, uh, Where's Bubba, just because he's coming out of stronger races, uh, takes the class drop. There's past class there, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he can get the, the stocking trip. Uh, Corn on the Code, the five, is probably going to get first run, but that horse just doesn't seem like he, he needs the, the late kick uh, You know, the, that's required to yeah. win these races. I was trying to try and upset here uh, the four with the one and the three Gracias Tom. You know, again Gracias Tom's coming out of a you know a little higher four thousand dollar race. He's probably going to get the tracking trip as well. So I'm hoping maybe the one and three can pick up the pieces at the end. Yeah, and I still remember that that tough beat corner of the coat. What was it? Four starts back, just missed by by a neck there. Uh, but this, you know what? It's going to be tough. I, I think it's just one of the tough races to figure out. I like four, five, three in that order. Um, I just think if the four, if the one wears Bubba breaks good, that one has pass speed that, that could stay within within good angle. And getting Sanchez back aboard, that can be the other threat there. But I'm going to try to get out with just the four and the five. I'm going to take the speed of the four. And if the pace falls apart, I think the five at a price of six to one could pick him up. So I think it's a tricky leg, a uh, tricky race. The tricky leg here in the in the pick four zone. Four or five for me. Who do you like again? Yeah, if I was playing the pick four, this is probably the leg where I would go deep. I, I said one, three, four, five. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just it's a, it's a tough race, and and the morning line there is going to be spread out between uh, three or four runners, so it's it's going to be a competitive field there. And race three, race number four, the first two-year-old event of the evening, got a field of eight. The nine race program, the pick six began here. Begins here in race, race number four. Some of the, you know these babies have been very interesting to watch the workouts. Um, and we've seen a couple of races already in the season. Uh, I like the outside draw of the eight Sage uh, Sage Franklin, uh, but I think this is this might be one of the most competitive two year olds we've had so far. We only had a few, but I think this is going to be evenly matched throughout top to bottom. Um, I like the eight because of the outside post, but I think the four, uh, the five there, Stevie Flash of Cash, Cecilia uh, Monterosa, um, looks good there down the middle part of the track. I had a really tough time, really, who I wanted to give the check mark, but you know, I, I'll give the eight the check mark just because of the outside draw. Uh, but I think the five there will be my close, close second choice. So, um, at the, you know, I like the way the, the stride of the eight in the workout, twelve thirty there. Uh, Third best of 50 in the morning. Oscar Prinato and Mike Robbins could stay hot. Yeah, Sage Franklin uh, got outworked by a nice horse uh, in getaway car. 
full times, but I mean, 12-3 work uh, was very good. Draws the outside here. This horse is a three-quarter sibling to uh, Paint Your Fate, who qualified mm -hmm. in the two million last year. Yep. So definitely the breeding lines are there. I mean, we've already talked about Reliance ranches. I mean, they, they only breed the best. So you got to be aware of that. I took the four. I like my chances for Paul Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, this this horse looks like it's ready to win early. This horse is broke fast uh, both times, and it's out of Corona Cartel and Fancy First Affair, who I believe won the La Primera uh, here when, when she was running. And so this one definitely has those breeding lines. Uh, again, Stevie B, Flash of Cash. There's an, another family of Los Al runners yeah, and, mm -hmm. and Stevie B, Bird's Cash. So they're, they're kind of all abound here. But, I mean, like you said, we have the three RD on fire who work 12-3 as well. And, and you're getting 5-1 to one yes. on that. She, she came in uh, some at the start and worked well with another horse named Jimbo Secret who went 12-1. So, I mean, 12-3 is nothing to scoff at if any of these runners have, have problems. She could definitely be right there. So, uh, definitely uh, all these horses have, have worked well. I think the odds reflect it. I'm, Annette Rodriguez even does well uh, with first-time starters mm -hmm. there. She's hitting at 33%. Her horse uh, also worked 12-3, so, I mean, you could take your pick in here. Uh, you know, if you don't like a horse, uh, maybe first time outside, you know, you, you like to play those angles. I mean, you could you could definitely go deep here and, and try and catch a little price. Yeah, I think this is going to be a wide-open betting field. Uh, the morning line reflects that. Just to tell you a quick rundown, field of eight, your morning line period is 3-1. to one. That'll be the five CBB flash of, of cash. Um Sage Franklin, 4-1. to one. The 4, I like my chances at 7-2. Um, and, yes, I looked up uh, Fancy's first affair. Wanted to confirm that. She she won her first four outings. So she she was off and running. Uh, she won her debut, came back uh, to to qualify to La Primero, won the La Primero, and then uh, competed further down in the Golden State Derby, PCQHR Derby trials, and Super Derby trials. So she never made a final other than that, the La Primero. And she got the job done. She was uh, trained by Joe Bassett. Um, I want to say that was yeah back in 20, 2007. So we're 11 years removed from her um, La Primera del Año Derby, and she won it as a betting favorite at two to one. Yeah, I, could, I want to say she had a longer career than that when you when you look back yeah. and, and you think, but yeah, apparently she didn't race that much, and then she went on to the breeding shed. But she definitely made her money when she was running, and hopefully she can pass it on to her progeny here. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you're going to see some some nice breeding lines pop up. Um, I like. To, I'll give the checkmark to the H.H. Franklin. But as far as my top three in order, eight, five, four. If you're looking for to go deeper here, and the and the pick fours or play some exotics, eight, five, four is my top three in order of preference. What do you like again? I went same horses, just a different order. Four, five, eight. Four, five, eight. Correct. All right. But that's going to be the first uh, baby race of the night there. Uh, do we have another one? Or was that the only one? I think we have another yeah, one. We have yeah, one more. we have one more. So and that's going to yeah, that's gonna complete the early pick four. And uh, we're going to have uh, the middle race right there, race number five, before we begin the late pick four and race six. But we have a moment. We First episode, we talked a little bit about everything, you know, how we started and, and – uh, how we got to be working in the industry, but we talked a little bit about uh, WrestleMania, The Undertaker. That's the only thing that I searched on Twitter. Uh, I wanted to follow up to see. I want to see his entrance, his comeback. Yeah, they had a little psych out there. Yes. Cena, Cena was calling him out, uh -huh. and then uh, Elias Sampson came out, who I'm a big fan of because he comes out, 
with the guitar and, and he sings, but he's just a straight villain. He is? the crowd okay, okay. right to their face, but everybody eats it up. Yeah. So uh, he came out and everybody was expecting The Undertaker, of course, and they just ripped him to shreds. <laughs> so, so Cena just pretty much manhandled him. And then uh, Undertaker, the lights went out, uh -huh. and you, you hear the gongs, yeah. and then uh, you see his hat in the ring, Yep. and the lights go out again, and then, boom, The Undertaker's at the top of the ramp now. Yeah. And then it was on from there. I mean, what is he? He's like, what, 54, 53? Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, gotta, he's gotta be early 50s and he's still like jumping out there oh yeah I yeah mean, he, he climbed the top ropes as usual yeah. he, he did all his uh, undertaker things and uh he, he pretty much had his way with cena so. Yeah, so it was good to to get some nostalgia back it's just not wrestlemania without undertaker right no. so got the job done i think the match lasted about two and a half minutes if i remember correctly yeah it didn't take very long uh, he was huffing and puffing <laughs> so they, they they made it a quick draw so that's a little recap for, for what we uh, talked about last week. And uh, the the Otani show keeps going down in Anaheim. I thought he was going to cool off. I saw him rip a triple the <laughs> yeah. other day. They're, they're like, oh, look at Otani showing off his and speed. He, he clears, clear, the bases. clears the bases. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, so far he's everything uh, the Angels could ask him to be and, and more. You know, he's still just uh, hitting the ball hard. He's got the speed. He's he's pitching well. And what I hear, I heard like this interview that he might he wants to do more. Like he just what wants to play. What more can he do? All right, like he just <laughs> wants to play. So I mean, yeah. it's awesome. It's good. You know, I haven't been to Angel Stadium in a long, long time. Uh, I'm gonna head out there and root, root for root for the rivals at least for for one night. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely uh, something special right now. I hope he keeps it up. I, I hope we have another uh, Mike Trout on our hands. I mean, he's been phenomenal as well. What to you, you know, we, we, you know, Mike Trout, I, I still consider him the best baseball player yeah. in the league. Um, but what did you make of Pujols? Pujols, when he came, there was so much hype when he came over, he signed with the Angels. He's looked kind of sluggish at times, uninterested to my yeah. eyes sometimes. But some people were actually, I searched, like, you know, I follow some Angel fans on Twitter and they're like, Pujols looked good this year. Like, there's some something good about him. Yeah, whenever I've watched him, uh, he's been hitting the ball hard. You know, I think that's kind of the uh, the stigma you get as you get older, especially with a, a huge contract like he got. You know, or Orlando Professor G always yeah. says, you know, once you're 32, it, it's all cash, downhill. Cash out, right? And he has out. been right most of the time. How old is Pujols? You know, I don't even know. Let's, let's, I, I don't know quick how Google, old he quick is. Google. We, we, we do this on the fly here on the Los Angeles yeah. podcast. By the way, he runs. I mean, he looks like he's about 52. <laughs> 38. 30, okay. 38. But he's still smacking the ball hard. Yes. But as long as you have these up-and-coming guys mixed in with kind of the veterans to give them a little guidance, I mean, that's what you have them there for. Did you know Alex Rodriguez was 42? No, mm, I did. I did not know that. He looks way better than uh, yeah. Pujols. And by the way, he's – he filled in uh, on Fox for the broadcast. I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. I thought he he did a good job transitioning to to the to the other side of the desk. Uh, you know, he's he's fun to listen to and analyze uh, games. Yeah, you know, having his past, uh, you know, kind of with the with the PED scandals. Yeah. You know, he he seemed to put that behind it, and and everybody seems to like him as a as a broadcaster. I haven't heard anything negative about him. How crazy is that? Mike Trout is twenty six years old. I mean, he's still so young. Yeah. Crazy. The only thing I, I, I think that you could knock Trout on, if anything, is his arm, which is still above 
average. average. So, I mean, he is just – he hits the ball hard. Yeah. He runs like the wind. He plays – I mean – Yeah, he plays hard. Yeah. He's, he's hardly ever hurt. You know, he had a bit of an injury spell last year. But, I mean, him and Otani – they're, they're about as best uh, as good as it comes right now. So the Angels are rolling. And, uh, you know, we talked about A-Rod and, you know, I think he's always going to be associated with PEDs. But I just have read this article that Mark McGuire said that, oh, I could have I could have bro- hit all the same home runs I hit without PEDs. I saw like, that. Like, I, what? Thought, I saw that, that as well. I mean, there was a couple where he just hit, like, line shots right over, <laughs> yeah. the, right over the fence. Like I don't think the... those are really getting out. <laughs> no, they're just going straight. Yeah, so they, they definitely help you. Yeah. I mean, you still have to have the hand-eye coordination to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but, you know, anything, anytime you're taking stuff like that, it, it's just not good. You better just stay away from it. But, you know, everybody's always trying to have an edge and make the money. Yeah, and uh, my Dodgers are still in the rocky start. Uh, so we'll see. It's it's a long season. That that'll be my excuse throughout. But they're currently in a series with the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks seem to have their number. Like there's always a tough matchup for the Dodgers, no matter uh, who plays for the teams or whatever. It just seems that the Diamondbacks uh, have the Dodgers number. So the Dodgers currently sick, sitting second to last in the West, uh, right above Padres. Diamondbacks in first, Rockies in second. So Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, Rockies, Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. That's the West. And then the American League, the Angels, right on top. 11-3 to start the season. What I can say about the Dodgers is that they have an office that is committed to winning. <laughs> like they, they want to get that title. Yes, they do. They make moves yeah. and they're not, you know, they're not afraid yeah. to do it. So I, I can applaud them there. Yeah, they they spend the money. And uh We'll see. I think there's some finally. I think finally there's some good young core that they brought in uh, with Seager, Bellinger, um, and a few others there. But I think I think they're heading in the right direction now. Instead of like the big free agent acquisitions, I think more and more teams are going through through their own farm system. You know, yeah. try to get the the young ones and and work them in. So I think this is going to be a, a fun baseball season. But let's get back to the business at hand. Race. Number Sounds five good. at Los Alamitos, 300 yards, first quarter horse event of the night, field of eight. Uh, I gave the check mark to the six all-time high, who's 3-1 on the morning line. Uh, crossed the finish line in front last time out, uh, but shifted out there uh, and had the key, was the cued uh, to fifth. I, I just thought he was the best, much much the best that night. Um, and... You know, I think he's he's gonna be tough right back. Uh, All time high, three to one on the morning line. Yeah, he put up a really nice time, uh, fifteen fifty five mm-hmm. last time out. You know, had that troubled beginning, but anytime your horse gets to disqual- uh, disqualified uh, for eight thousand, and then they just say, okay, well we're just gonna come right back for twelve five. Yeah, I mean you gotta love that. Confidence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so he definitely looks dangerous here in the fifth race. I gave the check mark to one spicy eagle there on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a horse I loved last year. Uh, from the works. Me and too. Like I, I had this horse running. I was like, this horse can make some noise. Yeah. But just never really was able to put some unlucky starts and was never really able to put it together though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I thought he'd maybe uh, get some checks there in the fraternities, but it never really panned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here he comes back in for 12-5 in the non-winners of two. Uh, two outs ago, he won for 16 non-winners yeah. of two. Mm-hmm. So you know, he gets to drop back into an, an easier spot here. 
And uh, I think as long as he can stay clear of any trouble and not veer out there on the outside, he should be pretty tough. Yeah, and the field last time out of 16 Clambers at one spicy eagle face, that was a good field. Twisted Sifter, uh, I think, has won maybe, I want to say, three in a row off the top of my head. And Warhawk has been a, a tough claimer as well. So one spicy eagle coming out of a good event. My my second choice would probably be the three down for the bait uh, for uh, Roman Figueroa, Ruben Lozano. They come out of a comes out of a good win. Actually, has won two uh, two consecutive outings, and that was a, a, a some nice horses behind behind this uh, this gelding and part time chick and Oak Ranch, who I think uh, have improved their game. So I'll, I'll give some respect to the three down for the bait at five to one. If you're looking for a, for a middle price, yeah, for a, some kind of price, I went for the four quite up. Uh, he's five to one. He's dropping back in the twelve five. After a win for, uh, at the 12-5 level for non-winners of two, they raised him up to 20000 And uh, he just kind of got a little bit fractious there in the gate and you know pretty much wasted all his energy there at the start. But he drops back into an easier spot here. And uh, with the with the cut in price, uh, I think it pretty, could be a pretty good shot here. Uh, he was finishing pretty well, uh, two and three outs back. So uh, with a fair start, I think he can be a, a little bit of a price here. Yeah, so that's going to be race number five, 300-yard event. Race number six, the other two-year-old event of the night. That's going to be the start of the late pick four. Uh, we've got some really nice workers in this field. we got a Wicked Affair, who's going to be your even money. And uh, two-year-old Philly by One Sweet Jess out of the Corona Cartel, Burt Cold. She stamped herself as uh, talented right off the bat. First work was a bullet, 1230, looked good. And then in the solo drill on the 27th of March, 1210, uh, strong through the wire, Ayala aboard, Terry Knight, Legacy Ranch, Owens, and Brett. Uh, if she breaks and she repeats that work, she she might be long gone. Uh, you know, it's I think it's going to be a, a, a good race to follow. Um, but I'll let, I'll let you uh, reveal your pick here first. I, I was going to just go ahead and single the three, Wicked Affair. I'm not going to try and go against her. Uh, on my notes, she didn't even break that well mm -hmm. and just accelerated so quickly in, in both drills. The first time she outworked her uh, workmate by about four lengths, and the second time, the 12-10 uh, work, she worked solo. But like I said, I, I don't even think she came away well in, in both those those uh, works, and she just accelerated so nicely. Yeah, I'm not even going to – I'm just going to single, and uh, hopefully I get a clean start. If I had to pick another one, uh, I was going to go with uh, Zerascape for Mike Rob. I'm just a Mike Rob. Right, lover. yeah. I mean, that's he's it. got some nice babies. Yeah, like I said, Reliance Ranches, they're, they're coming to win. You know, if they're out here for the whole season, they, they want some money. The only thing I don't like is that uh, he draws the rail first time. I'm sorry, she draws the rail first yeah. time. But, you know, it was whipped a few times and, and lugged in during the wire and just looked, looked green mm -hmm. and saw it. Probably going to need one from along the rail. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think she can uh, contain Wicked Affair. No, it's, it's going to be a Wicked Affair's race to lose if she gets out cleanly. Uh, I gave the, the second choice to uh, Jess Wong, the seventh horse on the outside. 12-10 in that latest drill. I thought it was a nice ride there uh, through the wire. Hydro Angel up aboard for uh, Jose Flores. But, yeah, I think it, the race goes through Wicked Affair. And uh, from there, either Sarascape or Jess Wong is going to be the main threats. The ones that have, have been working well, has shown some ability. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be a fun race to watch. If Wicked Affair can even improve a little bit off of that, 
we might be hyping this horse up a lot next week. Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be one to watch. Uh, Burgard's been talking about it uh, along with uh, – well, what's the other one for Paul Jones? Uh, Colt uh, uh, Man 47, I think. Yeah, 47 or 45, something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's pretty much pegged Wicked Affair yeah. as a future star in the making here. So I'm definitely uh, looking forward to the debut. Yeah, that's going to be race number six. Race number seven, we got an allowance going 350 yards. Uh, two re- three-year-olds that have never won two races. And this is where I made my Los Ponies lock of the night, my best bet. I went to the two fire colt. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, a, quest- a few question mark efforts. Um uh, specifically two starts back in the finals for the for the maiden stakes. You know, I love the way he looked qualifying. He, he was in a tight hold and posted a very nice time of 1774. And I just thought he was going to run away in the finals from that outside post, but didn't get away to the best of sparks and then didn't really show any energy down the track. Uh, yeah. Came back in, in the derby trials, uh, broke out again and had no punch, uh, finished eighth there in, in, in that field. Now in the barn of Jesus Nunez from uh, transferring from Lorenzo Capuzano. Uh, Alejandro Luna gets the mount tonight. With any kind of – if this horse repeats that effort from three starts back, I think they're running for a second. So I'm just banking that uh, that he, he still has that in him. And if he does, I think 72 is a juicy price. You know, I'm shocked uh, because my one horse actually beat a horse you love uh, the first time out in Yankee. Yes, so that, I'm, I'm shocked yeah, that uh, you went for the and, two over and, that one. I and, thought uh, just for a nostalgia factor and, there, you would only with the one. And I, I, I kind of – Caleb, I'm, you know, Caleb uh, labeled me as the Yankee finder. Yeah. Like, because I, I hyped Yankee before he even broke his maiden here. Like, I think I made him my little 20s lock of the night, like, when he broke his maiden. But I I think it was in this maiden race, and we're talking about the one, blue, uh, Diamond's Blue Eye, that uh, back in May of 2017 – Yankee finished second, but he finished second by a length and a quarter in that event. But he was closing. That's when he, we really started to see that big leg kick that we know from Yankee. So, yeah, yeah I'm just going to take a stand here and, and okay. stick with my two. You're going with the one? Okay, yeah, I was going with the one. Uh, this horse has had a lot of time off, uh, been off since last September. And like we talked about, uh, beat Yankee that first time out, and this horse was even hard to load. Uh, mm-hmm. And then so second time he goes into fraternity trial and uh, pretty much uh, – Gets a little antsy there mm-hmm. in the gate, and the veers in and loses all chances. I mean, you can't make mistakes against the Revenant, and, and he's our favorite. Effortless effort, horses like that. So, you know, E.G. High gives the horse a little time off and comes back. You know, I don't know which one is better. We're going to find out uh, why they doubled enter here. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to take my chances with the one. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a fun race. I think it's a very competitive allowance. It just adds to the mix of the pick four. You know, if there's some upsets in the baby race. You know, it's going to be tough to to really find some coverage in some of these races because they're they're just so competitive. I could see uh, even the four there coming off with that good second, making some noise behind twisted twisted a uh, sifter who's been very sharp. But yeah, I think it's it's going to be a fun race. I'm all in on the two. You'd like the one? Yeah. Anyone else you like in the second spot? Uh, I gave the three a chance. I think there's some hidden ability there mm-hmm. that. Uh, as long as he can, can get away from the gate, finally get out of the starting blocks yeah. there, uh, this horse definitely looks the part. I mean, he's a great-looking horse. Yeah, I can remember is. from the sale. But uh, I don't really know if he has all the talent. Yeah, I think he's going to need some help. Uh, the horse is having a little bit of trouble here to his inside and outside. But 
I'm just going to throw them in. Maybe Tetra Price. And that's going to be race number seven. Race number eight, the start of the late double. 330 yards is the distance. We got quarter horses going in an allowance. Uh, Phillies and Maris, three rows and up, which have never won three races. I give the, the check mark to the four tough to figure coming off of that mini rock effort where this one was completely off slow through the head, lost our chance. But if you go two starts back to, to that 10th of uh, March, March 18th um, uh, effort, this one looks strong there uh, and pulled away nicely to post a time of 15.52. And she's just been a very nice uh, filly at times. She, she's shown some talent. The key's going to be a start. Uh, but I think tough to figure with, with a clean start as a horse to beat. I went to the outside, switched the style up uh, for the new trainer here on the grounds, Nick Love. This horse has uh, definitely been quick out of the gate, and I think those races uh, over in Turf Paradise are a lot sneakier than people think. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they give those horses enough credit. Uh, so he's definitely competitive over there, and as long as you're quick breaking here from the outside, uh, you can be dangerous. Uh, I notice you... You gave, uh, what was it, uh, Lock of the Night to Niccolo Horse? Yes. Was it? Who was it? It was a CC something. Was was it, was it CC Boom Chocolate? Yeah, that was the horse. Yes, that, I gave that. I think, yeah, that was a, my single my single to close the late double uh, last, what was it, last Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. And that horse uh, got the job done. And, you know, we've seen uh, some of these horses ship in. So now Niccolo. Off to a fast start here for the, for the season. Yeah, uh, Matt Fails uh, came out firing from, mm -hmm. from Arizona, and, and Nicholas has brought some horses out here. And, yeah, I'm going to try and jump on the bandwagon nice. early. Why you can get some prices, yeah. And hopefully uh, he's got a bunch of runners here, and he's ready to fire. Yeah, that's going to be race number eight. Uh, you know, the one still friends was posted a nice victory two starts back and then came back with a very good second behind Midori Sparkle, um, young Alex Carrillo there. I think – He's what, like 16 years old, if I remember. I yeah, think we he's definitely him. a young rider. Yeah, and I think he, he's he's looked good in the saddle. And still, friends gave him his first uh, career victory, two starts back. And I think he looked good on the horse. And that one, the clean start from the rail, Mike may make some noise. But that's race number eight. I'm in the fourth tough to figure. You like the the six horse switch the style up. Yeah. All right, and race number nine, the Weedland overnight Weedland handicap. 870 yards is the distance. And we got some nice quarter horse and thoroughbreds here stacking up. This is, uh, other than Miss um, Lujin, who would probably be the only horse missing from this yeah. field, this is uh, as, best as, you, as best as you can get for an 870 matchup here at Los Alamitos. Yeah, they definitely compiled all the runners here. And the one usually, you know, when we run these stakes, it's usually bound to bet against, yeah. uh, like you said, Miss Lujin or another good thoroughbred yeah. like Big Champion. Yeah. Or a dream on brother, but here we finally got them all assembled uh -huh. here. It, you know, it's always fun having an 870 to cap the night off. And this is one of the most competitive I've seen in a long time. In a long, long time, yeah. Since because we were incarnating 870s for a while in the last few years, kind of really started last year, and now we're starting to see a lot of uh, good quarter horses try the 870, and uh, we're starting to see some good matchups. So this is going to be the Weekland handicap, twenty thousand dollars as a purse. I went with the quarter horse. I gave down a bet for check mark here. Carlos Huerta. How about Carlos Huerta riding an 870 event? This is going to be fun. You know it's important if right? Huerta's going mm -hmm. around the turn. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's done some extra stretching. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He gets aboard here. Uh, Vinny Bednar, uh, obviously he uh, he's hurt right now, recuperating. Mm -hmm. So Huerta gets the call here. 
down to bet, definitely a tough quarter horse. Uh, the other one, Mike Capullo, is, is probably going to be the one that's uh, going to go with him. Yes. I think you're getting a great uh, morning line in 8-1 to one oh, on yeah. Mike Capullo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like him because he's drawn to the inside. Of I agree. I agree. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge advantage as, as down to bet. You know, really, I, I think needs uh, to clear and have an easy lead to hold on. Put up that great time of forty four forty three last time, but I, I think if Mike Capullo can can be there and stay with him, put the pressure on uh, down to bet will wear down. I gave uh, the check mark to Big Champion mm-hmm. on the outside. I think this horse. Uh, after the first time running 870, really found his stride and has gone sub 45 two in a row, two in and, a row. and just taken off. I and mean, he's shown the early speed you need to contend with the quarter horses here. He draws a nice outside post. That's going to be my pick. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very tough field here. Five, six, seven, and eight are going to be the top four betting choices. But don't forget, uh, just to mention, we've just been a second to bound to bet. But how about you're going to get six and one morning line on um, Dream on Brother, a runner that it's Four 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 point eight seven here at Los Limited. That tells you how good this is going to be a betting race. And they glow. They claimed this one out last time out, and they're going to right back in into a stakes for a twenty thousand dollar price. So this could be a quick turnaround and investment if Dream on Brother is able to upset here. Yeah, I was shocked that they put this horse in for a tag. Yeah, after you know winning three uh, events where he couldn't be claimed, I, I figured they would just be sitting out waiting for these stakes races, but they dropped it in for eight. And- you know, Niccolo just goes ahead and picks up the pieces there. Do you remember if it was a big shake for this one? Uh, you know, I can't remember, actually. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he I think he'll get a nice tracking trip. He's going to have to contend with big champions yes, there to the uh-huh. outside. I think that's the only problem. But Dream On Brother is definitely a tough customer. I went 8-6. Yeah. That's my top two. I went 7-8 I went here. Uh, the, the You know, the, the way I envision this race playing out, Michael Puyo is going to go from the inside uh, trying to – Take control of that inside position. Bounder Bed is going to chase. Um, Michael Puyo lugged out to start to go around the turn. If he lugs out and Bounder Bed is right to his outside, that could set up a dream scenario for the Thoroughbreds to stay yeah. on the inside and pick up the pieces. So there, it's going to be some some interesting jockey uh, tactics here in, uh, in race number nine, the Wheat Like Handicap. Yeah, uh, Michael Puyo, just really game horse, can go down all the way to the stretch. I mean, yes. he, he, he's really. Two outs to go. He battled all the way down to the wire with Dream On Brother, like you said, after lugging out. So, yeah, you even have horses like Mason B, who is one of the fastest thoroughbreds out here. Yes. You're getting 15 to 1 I on know. that horse. <laughs> uh, Newport Coaster is another quarter horse we didn't even talk about. Yeah. But uh, I don't really think has the the uh, early speed to go with Bound to Bet and Mike Capullo. But, I mean, there's definitely a, you know, a lot of class in this field, and uh, it, it'll be – It'll be fun to see who comes out on top. All right, that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to bound a bet. You're on uh, Big Champion. Yep. It's going to be a great matchup here. That's the Saturday, Saturday night program at Los Alamitos. Good rate, nine race card. Uh, I think the late pick four is going to be terrific. Looking forward to it. That was fun. Anything As for, always. Anything for the after show that you've seen in the news? Any topics you want to cover? I mean, how about uh, we pump the new happy hour? Oh, yes. For Los Alamitos. Yeah, yeah, Professor I- G, he was like, the Los Ponies podcast. Why don't you share with the public that we've got a happy hour down at Rodney's Bar? So it's two dollar hot dogs and two dollar beers, and I believe is Bud Light and course. Yeah. And um, From four to six. Four to six. We actually went downstairs, got ourselves some hot dogs, and there was a there was a good crowd. Yeah, yeah. We were waiting in line there, yes. and and I actually uh, got the last hot dog. They were all out. I, I jumped so. in front of you. I got two. <laughs> you got one. 
but uh, no, definitely uh, I applaud them for trying to shake things up down there. Uh, they don't really do a lot of deals on, on the food around here. So uh, any effort put out towards that way is, is definitely commended. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was telling Professor G, do you remember back in the day you used to have like some big fat steak fries in the concessions in the back, second level? Because my sister came to the races. She hadn't been, been here in a while. She came back last week. She goes, what, what happened to the fat fries they used to have yeah. upstairs? I was like, they don't have any more. They, they, they went more boxy. But, yeah, before they used to have some big fat fries. And she's like, yeah, I miss them. So yeah, The only thing I can remember uh, that's missing now, for the, I used to love when they had the soft serve upstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you could get the swirl cone mm-hmm. or the ice cream stand. Yes. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, they're shaking things up. Yeah, There's hopefully. a nice little crowd. They definitely paid attention. Knock, knock on wood for, for the ice cream uh, soft serve to come <laughs> back, right? All right, that's the show. Uh, Saturday night, Los Lomitos. Good eight, uh, nine race program. Looking forward to it, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, thank you very much. See you guys later.